Hallelujah. In the midst of darkness, the only hope is light. Whenever you begin to see evil multiply, know that God has a counter, something to counter it, and that is good. So every little good in the midst of big evil, the good shines. Light thrive well in darkness. Oh. So anytime you see and you hear that things are going in a certain way, don't be afraid. The Bible calls us the light of the world. Last week, or maybe a week before, I spoke, and what I wanted to say was the first step to anything is an encounter with Christ as a Christian. If you never had an encounter with him, then you are not even his son. You had an encounter with his word, somebody spoke the word to you, and you believe that word, and you receive him as your Lord and personal savior. So encounter with God is not an option. It is a must. Encounter with God and encounter with Christ is a must to a successful life on every year. Even Adam in his sin still have an encounter with God. He ran away. He didn't want to have an encounter with him after he has sinned. And most people, that is how we feel. Anytime we sin, you know, church is not the first place you want to attend. Oh? You will feel very bad coming to church. But that is the time you must come to church. Say amen. amen. Because the medicine for sin is here. <laughs> This is the place you can hear the word that can kill the sin. So the devil have a nice way of telling you, you are not worth it. Stay away, keep on, nobody will accept you, you have gone against God, and discourage you from coming to where you can get your solution. And as long as you stay outside, the devil will send his, your friends, the friends of sins, to come and be visiting you and encouraging you in that. By the time you finish, you have become entrenched in what you didn't want to be. Hallelujah. I've read, after reading through the scripture, I've seen that everyone that met God, that 
God dealt with had an encounter in a certain way. Jesus had an encounter with many people on earth here. Somewhere, blind, they couldn't see him, but they heard that he was passing by. And they screamed that, I want to have an encounter with you. Say, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. I can't see you. I don't know who that Jesus is. But I've heard that Jesus is passing by. I want to have an encounter with you. And when he screamed, there were people who were there to make sure they shut your mouth. There are always people who Satan will send, even sometimes in the church, because those who were telling him, shut up, might be disciples. Because they were there because of Jesus Christ. He didn't keep quiet. The Bible said, the more he screamed. He said, if you don't, if you don't lower your voice, I will shout louder. Because I want my voice to be heard. So if you want, if my shouting is irritating your ears, then lower, then stop <laughs> saying stop. If you stop talking, I'll just call Jesus. But if not, I will shout because I want him to hear me. He screamed and caught the attention of Jesus. The first, you know, to God, everything has a protocol. When you're going to Ahimfie, how many of you have been to uh, the chief, our uh, a palace before? You know, there are protocols you have to follow. Or if you want to see, no matter who you are, once you want to see the chief or the king, you need to follow a certain protocol. There are protocols we can also follow if we want to see Jesus. The encounters don't come by heart. It is people that follow certain protocols. The first protocol is a strong desire. A passion to meet the king. Seeking and a desire to get him. Anyone who in his heart strongly seeks God will find him. Those who will find God are those who seek him. Oh? You should be looking for something before you find it. Someone say, oh, prophet, the man who was sitting by there, who was lying by there, uh, the pool for 38 years, he wasn't looking for anything. He was looking for something. For a man to still lie down there, he has a home, 
And to lie at one place for 38 years, he has faith, he's seeking for something. He said, anytime there's a stirring, and I get up and want to go in, somebody falls inside first. But I haven't given up for 38 years. So he was also seeking. And his desperation, trying to get in, people crisscrossing him, people taking his, his job, he goes for interview, and somebody takes your place. You get discouraged. I've come to church and I've prayed to God and nothing is working for me. He never gave up. He held on, continued to look for the same thing. For 38 years, the man was still lying down there expecting that one day he will get into the water. And that day, Jesus heard it. God saw it. He said, if I leave this man alone, others will always jump in because they have what it takes to jump them. Some people have what it takes to get some jobs. They have all the connection through the chairman of the board or the one who is interviewing. You, you have nothing. <laughs> Village boy, your classmate, you haven't been to Achimata or all these big, big schools. You know, when you go to those big, big schools, it's good because at the top there, they are the ones that are there. So when even you mention your school, uh, they won't tell you you're from, uh, they have some kind of uh, heart towards you. Sometimes in school you mention it annoying people. <laughs> so your school alone is fighting against your progress in life. And Jesus says that. If I don't come in, this guy, he will not get to anything. Because the kind of ball, we have, they used to say something, koko football. Say, if you don't have a friend, just, you can say, oh, 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 brother, brother, look, we are all children of God. Let me tell you, you can be a child of God. But when you meet your mate, there's something that kicks you to favor that mate more than your church member. So this man was lying down. Other situations, other people will come with uh, stronger, uh, <laughs> with advantage over him. So anytime that there's a staring, the one who have got the advantage jump inside. And always you have people having advantage over you all the time. So it means that for 38 years, I don't know why this man was still lying down there. He has great faith. He was still expecting that one day, the Bible didn't say he was 38 years old. Huh? Is that what? He has been lying there for how many years? 38 years. So it means that he might be older than 38 years. So years 
is not on their side. On his side. Age is not on his side. It's running out. Other old age situations will be coming in to come and add up to his problem. But he was still there waiting that one day it will come to his turn. And this is what I want believers to hold on to. God sat in heaven, saw this man, that if I leave this situation to this man and the angel that swim, <laughs> this man will never get healed. But he has a desire to be healed. He has a will to be healed. He's crying to be healed. He's seeking me and looking for me. So Jesus walked to his place. The one that commanded angels came there. Not the angel. The commander of the angels. Himself was there. But the man did not even know that this is the commander of the angels. And Jesus posed a question. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Have Jesus visited them before? How did he know that the man had been there for long? So all the time the man was there, he knew. God knew the first day they carried him there. God knew the first day that he got there. He knew that this man had been attempting to fall in the, in the water, but have never been able to fall inside. God knew it. Sometimes I think God doesn't know because he's, because he's not talking. He thinks, He knows. Sometimes God is silent. But Jesus knew that this man had been there a long time. Sometimes we ask God, we say, God, so don't you, can't you see the way what I'm going through? He sees. He knows. Sometimes we say, ah, God, why are you there and I'm going through all this? Yes, he is there watching you. That if he's watching me, why is that you are making people run? This one is not that. Let's make longer, longer line. When it's your time, you jump inside. No, when it comes to healing and sickness, hey, survival of the fittest. Whoever jump inside first. If my sickness will kill me tomorrow, and you ask me to wait for the next two years, Kai, I will jump in. Your human being by nature is selfish. Everybody is looking for himself. All of us, including pastors. The pastor will say, I am lying down. So let the congregation go and jump inside first. Sure. <laughs> will he say that? Sure. So... <laughs> He'll find and say, God, you know I am the one who needs healing first so that I can be able to minister to them. <laughs> he will give an explanation. He will say, oh, let this person jump inside. No, the pastor will jump inside first. I am telling you, it's not because God is saying that, but because of the selfish nature of a man. 
You think the pastor is thinking about you more than himself? Don't be deceived. The only person who thought of you more than himself was Christ. That is why he laid down his life for you. That is why the one who knew no sin, he was made sin so that you and I will become the righteousness of God. All other men, by nature, by the Adamic nature, what we live in, the container we live in, is selfish. That is why in politics, we cry if we change, the selfish nature still comes. Unless systems check the, the selfish nature, if we leave it like that, it will come. We will come to the same place. Even if you make, you know, let's get a pastor and make him a president. Good? Sure. If you first month, you'll be holy. <laughs> Second month, even if you don't want to, if you don't want to be holy, friends, church members will make you unholy. People will come, oh pastor. You see, this is my son when he's finished school. He doesn't have. Meanwhile, you are not the one who employ people directly, but they are coming to you. If you don't do it, they say you are wicked. If you do it, you spoil it. <laughs> so sometimes we are the very people who destroy the politicians. Why are you doing? If it's on your side, good. If the person on your side, bad. It's not because of but because of the nature which is which you are living in, the Adamic nature, which Christ came to change. So if we don't allow the spirit to rule our life, we can be born again and behave like an unbeliever. We can quote the scripture but not live by the scripture. We can preach it but not live by it. This man, Jesus knew he was there. Why would God have to wait for 38 years before he goes to this man to come and help me? I have no answer. I wasn't there with God. And I can't answer for God. I will say I know what God was thinking. But I knew, I know that he eventually came. No matter how long it keeps he will appear and he will bring help.
no matter how worse it looks like, you know, the more a disease keeps long, longer in you, the more damage it does into your body. So by 38 years, if he wasn't moving the hand or a leg, the leg would have forgotten how to move. But Jesus went there and he saw that this man had been there for long. And he said, and Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time. And he said to him, do you want to be made well? What will you say? If you look at this man coming, you've made up your mind that this is the way I have to be healed. Sometimes people come to me. You want to give a prescription of what will solve their problem, but they carry the problem, the diagnosis, and the prescription to you. The pastor apply this prescription. And ask, ah, if you knew that this is what will solve the problem, why do you waste all your time to make all this line, sit down for a very long time just to come? Sometimes it's not even me laying my hands. Sometimes it's just to tell the person, go and say, sometimes you, you tell the person something, you go three weeks and come, say, oh, Ah, this pastor I've come to meet him, and he, I thought I thought he would he, he would he he would do and prophesy and look into the church and say your grandfather <laughs> took you to some place and they put something on this and you step on it and that and that and that he wanted me to tell that's what they want me to solve. But whoever took you there is not what is important. It's your healing. Is your healing that is very important. So you tell people, go and do this. Oh, this And they're Sometimes you do it because they brought that prescription. But Jesus asked him, Do you want to be healed? And he looked at how well Jesus was built. Not Jesus. He wasn't like me. The Bible says he grew in what? In stature. <laughs> and Jesus increased in wisdom and what? In stature and in favor, threatens. But he felt grew where? In wisdom. And also in stature. So when this guy saw this man, heavy, tall, uh, built up, he said, this one, he can lift me quick. So his hope was, his prescription was that he wanted to find sympathy so that Jesus 
can lift. He wanted to be healed, but he thought what we know is to fall into the water. So he said, look, the sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when waters is stirred up. So what is he saying? If you have no man and you are tough, you are, you are thick, tall, and strong, and you want to help me, how do you help? What do you do? Carry me. We have, we have no man syndrome. Look, if you depend on man, man will always fail you. Well, men can help you to a certain extent, but a helper doesn't do your work for you. Even other nations can help Ghana, but it is only Ghana that can help itself out of this situation. If we determine to go out of it, we'll go out of it. If we determine to go down, we'll go down. No matter who ever tries to lift him. Jesus came and said, He said, I have no man to lift me. I have no man. I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. I have no man. No man. No man, people. All the time, I have no man. Somebody was telling me, was Uncle Sammy, I have one of my niece. He wanted a computer for the school. He said, because of that, I'm not doing well. And had another, we had another one who didn't also have a computer. He said, I will always go to the computer lab. And he was getting first class. So it's not the excuse of computer or excuse of having nothing. It is what you want to be. If you want to depend on people, look, you won't get to any place. Take your life in your hand. Yes, it's good. People can help. But if they don't help, you should help yourself. I wanted to try to see whether the person is serious. Sometimes you leave people to see whether if they go into this world, and there's nothing, they will create something. Look, if you go to a place there is no job, create one. When there's no job around, it means that you are the employer. That's why you're not getting a job. I just want to be a local baby. If IMF said don't employ anybody, it doesn't say that don't start a new job. It can't stop the individual from starting his own business and becoming a millionaire. 
It can stop the government from not employing people, but it can't stop the individual from making and employing people. I hope you're getting me. So, I, this man, Jesus brought him. <laughs> but while I am coming, so he's making all effort. Every time, he's making every effort. And the, the, what I want to say is that the man, not that he doesn't want to be healed. He wanted to be healed. He's making effort. He wants to get the healing. But the healing is not coming. Some of us are making all the effort. But things, is not, things are not favoring you. Jesus will appear. Amen. Before he gets there, somebody goes in first. But while I'm coming, another step down before me. People always step down before you. People always go before you. Sometimes you are close to the victory. Then, pow! Say, don't worry. There may be demon behind you, but there's a Jesus who has power over every demon. That day, he will appear. Jesus appeared and he said, what I'm saying is that the man has a desire to be healed. That is why he always tried to walk inside the water. Anytime there's a stirring, he makes an effort to get into it. But his effort does not solve the problem. Such a person, God is watching you, not the one who is sitting down making nothing, waiting for manna to fall. Jesus don't go to those people. He comes to people who are seeking for him. If you seek him, you will find him. Those people who seek for God, they are the one God appears that have an encounter with him. So seek for the Lord. The Bible says in Matthew that seek and what? You shall what? You shall find people that you seek that have hunger for God, they will find him. Jacob, I love him so much. Call the supplanter, the crooked man. Some of you call your husbands and wife crooked men. Jacob used other method in taking his brother's blessing. He has a heart, not for physical property, but for blessing. And blessing comes from God. He's always seeking for blessing. His brother is seeking for food. He is seeking for blessing. And blessings come from God. And it makes a man rich. And added you see, God, that's why you need God's blessing. There are riches that add sorrow. There are riches they add sorrow. But God riches, the blessing of the Lord makes one what? Rich and what? And he adds no sorrow with it. That riches when you have it, when you sleep, you are asleep. You are not afraid that that money is stolen. Somebody will go and dig under you and when they find out that you didn't pay tax, 
Find out that you took money from some place. And when you are sleeping, you hear something that you get up, you can't sleep. All night. You've got the money, but you can't sleep. But I mean God blessing you, and you know this is a genuine blessing, and it will make you rich. And when you sleep, you are asleep. There are many encounters. And anyone who had an encounter with God never became the same. Even our father, Adam. When they sinned and they had their encounter with God, they ran away, but God still chased them. Said, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Geography. Location. Adam said, I am naked. He's asking where you are. You are. He didn't say, What are you wearing? <laughs> Ophelia exams. We are born in Ophelia exams. He said, I am naked. My condition, where I am, is not where, where I used to be, is not where I am now. God! He said, who told you? Because this is how you have been. <laughs> you were naked like that. Huh? <laughs> so who told you that you are not wearing dress? <laughs> and God said, who told you that you were naked? <laughs> You know what you have done. So that have exposed you to the devil. That have exposed you to the enemy's arrows. You were protected and you left the protection. You removed the protection. Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? On cannibalism. Then he said, all his answers are not straight, <laughs> straightforward answers. Yeah, man, must handle yet. That's how we are. We are not straightforward. Your straight question is asked. You're going around. Where are you? I'm naked. Have you eaten the fruit? Did, did God ask you? <laughs> he didn't ask you who made you eat the fruit. Have you eaten it? Say yes or no. <laughs> Anytime people sin, they talk too much. <laughs> you ask them one question, they'll go, uh, go around, go around, go around. The question you ask is, and yen wa, me say, who free him? Oh, kwaku, last kwaku baha, or baha no. It's not about whether Kwaku came here or not. He said, where did you go? But with this encounter, he said, it's a woman. And somebody said, since he said that, God used to give, give women to men. Then the day he said that, God said, now if you want one, go and look for one. So that is why you have to. <laughs> 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 
So in other words, who is he blaming? God. God, I was in this well alone. I didn't ask you, I want a wife. You went and brought this woman into my life and look at how, what she's brought to me. She gave me the food to eat. Now, indirectly, he was blaming God. And indirectly, we all blame God for our failures. But that's not all. God's encounter with them is not only to pronounce judgment on them, but it's to bring them hope. That is why we need to go and preach the gospel. He said, yes, you've done that. But later God said, he clothed them. God himself sewed a nice tunic. So he sewed him tunic. How many are seamstress and, and tailors? So God is a tailor. A tailor who, when he gives you time, come for it. At 4 p.m., you go. 4 p.m., it's ready. A seamstress that tells you, I might hit it as some people say. <laughs> oh, come for it tomorrow by five. I'm ready. It will be ready. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Sometimes you have to go and sit there for them to sew. The moment you leave, they put it down. Take another person's <laughs> one. Oh, my Oh, no, 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 no. I forgot for the Christian seamstresses and Christian uh, tailors. I forgot they, they are different. They are different. They are different. <laughs> oh, I don't know this. I don't, I don't, they are different. Especially those in Holy Ghost temple. <laughs> when they tell you, Come at two. Two is ready. They don't give you hard problem. They don't give you pressure. Even if you're going for a wedding, don't worry. Say, oh, my wedding is one. You say, oh, if you come at ten, you'll get your dress. You go, you'll get it. Not the one when he says you have to get a second, a backup. But in the house of God, we should be honest and tell the truth. If you can't, tell the person, I can't. I have a lot of things. But sometimes we too will put pressure on them. You put pressure. Oh, try. Oh, try. And he doesn't want to wait. To. Okay, okay, fatwa. Bra. Oh, and yet, untimi ye. 
and you go and you are disappointed. So you fight with your seamstresses every Saturday. <laughs> and you come to church. Oh, you, you, the way you're sitting, I will never come to your play by. She's very good. So she's the one you have to go to. Yeah. Apparently, the good ones, they have a lot of customers and they're not able to handle their customers. And that's why sometimes we don't prosper. We should have capacity. The more people come, we should learn how to expand and get more people who can sow like us. Your encounter with Jesus, encounter with God. He was clothed. And God also said, gave us hope that your seed shall crush the head of the one who caused the original cause of this problem. There's going to be hope for you people. God will always bring hope. No matter how down you are. No matter how you are fallen. When he appears to you, he brings you hope. There are so many people that met Jesus. The cripple, the madman, or the, and the, the man was who was possessed himself. with what? While he's cutting himself, he's crying. You are destroying your life, but you don't like it. So many people are in that way, destroying themselves. They don't like it, but they have no power to stop it. You are on the drug. You can't withdraw. If you draw, it's worse than when you are not in it. But you don't like it. So am I doomed to die? No. That's unhappy. You have caught inside. You cannot come out. Not that you like it. You are crying inside. You want to come out of it. But you don't have the power to come out. There is a solution to that. This man was in the tomb. He wasn't living with people. He's moved from where human beings are to dead people. Where dead people sleep. Cutting himself. While he's cutting himself, he's crying. He's hurting himself, he's crying. Most of us are hurting ourselves, crying. Because of him, Jesus heard the cry. He's been abandoned by society. Nobody wants to go close to him because he's very dangerous to society. Families have left him. Friends have left him. The man has capacity, but the devil has taken over. The only thing that can bring him out was an encounter with Christ. Then Christ told his people, I'm going to the other side. 
He had preached. Many people had followed him. He had a crowd like this church. And he was leaving this crowd for only one man at the Afram plane. And the Afram plane, you have to, there's a place you have to, you call it a chairman fool. You have to cross and you need boat to cross to continue. And Jesus said, look, let me leave the people in Kwa and go to that place. And there were people there. Kwa there. Nice building. Then you are leaving that place to a place that is different. Said, let us go. And on their way, there was a very strong storm. Sometimes the devil didn't want Jesus to get there. That was when they met the storm. Next week. I'm going to tell you when there was an encounter with that man, what happened. No matter your situation, you may be hurting yourself in life. Sometimes you are not the one who is... You, you, you don't want it. You all know that. There are certain things, sins, other things that you don't like. But it looks like they are controlling you. No matter what you are going through today. Jesus wants to have an encounter with you. Your case might be the man who was lying by that pool. 38, abandoned by all men. Sometimes when you are sick, the first two weeks, people will visit you. When your sickness prolongs, all friends will abandon you. Oh. So the man friend have abandoned him. You might have been abandoned in life. Jesus will walk to you. You are a candidate for Jesus to come to. I pray that you have an encounter with him. By this story, as you wait, everybody have left you. Jesus will walk to your place will walk into your situation. And when he walks there, you are not going to be in the same condition. He will bring you out. That is why we also need to send that Jesus to people who are lying in the same situation. God bless you.